G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. We've all been hearing lots of stories of developments around the world. Earlier this year, there was, of course, news of revival, the Asbury revival in the U.S., and similar reports coming from Southeast Asia and from African nations. Well, on our own Australian shores, there are stories of a new atmosphere in proclaiming the gospel, the good news, with hundreds, perhaps thousands, coming to faith and baptisms back in vogue. So is there a move of God happening in Australia? Does it all happen without the effort of believers sharing their faith? And what happens in discipleship for those who are coming to Christ, those new converts? Well, turning our attention today to what's become known as the God Revolution, Tony McLennan leads Australia for Jesus, an initiative that launched back in 2017 with a goal to raise up 10,000 evangelists who would have a soul-winning goal to win Australia for Christ. Well, Tony McLennan is back with us. Tony, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you. Great to be with you on the program, Neil. Very exciting. Hey, Tony, uh, did I get my date right? Was it 2017 you launched this because uh, you were leading Bible league there for a number of Uh, years? Virtually correct. Uh, We won't be too particular, but uh, I left my very rewarding role as the... uh, CEO of Bible League Australia and New Zealand in May of 2017 and so Jordan Mullen and I had started the ball rolling with Australia for Jesus by in April of that year so you're quite correct uh, but we really got our kickoff uh, when uh, the Reverend Dr Margaret Court invited me to speak to about 2,000 people in two services at Perth New Life Centre uh, in October of that year, and the response was enormous and huge. So many people came forward wanting to be soul winners for Jesus uh, that I was just absolutely gobsmacked by it. In fact, we were praying in the after the first service for so many people that it was well into the announcements uh, following the worship of the second service that uh, I was able to have a bit of a break before uh, preaching in the second service, again, the same message. And that the message at that time was based on Matthew 4.19, the very first words of Jesus when he came out of the wilderness and he he, uh, spoke to his disciples and said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And for listeners, uh, it was a significant faith step for you because you were jumping into the deep end here and you had a vision from God. And, you know, as you say, you can point to those times when real impetus began to move in around you. But it was a faith step in that early days, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. It was like stepping off a cliff, you know, going from uh, hero to zero, from rooster to feather duster, and, uh, you know, starting up something completely uh, from the ground up. Uh, but we had our forerunning within Bible League, and to be very fair to Bible League, because Bible League was very encouraging, my directors released me to do this work, and to this day are very much upholding of what we do. 
And, uh, you know, we're very excited about it. But it was back in 2015 that God gave me the vision of the God revolution idea. And obviously God knew, even though we only had some early sign indications that iniquity was going to grow stronger and stronger in our society, uh, God was preparing us even at that time to take a, put on a very front foot for the gospel's sake throughout the nation. And so that's what we've been doing. And for listeners, and just uh, just to dwell a little on you and your own personality, your own character, Tony McLennan, uh, you had a military background, and so when you're jumping into a new venture like this, as you say, uh, you know, jumping from uh, hero to zero, and you're in the deep end, uh, but this sort of military background uh, certainly shapes who you are and working with a strategy uh, to get the new organisation off the ground. Well, yes, uh, certainly God uses the things that we've been prepared in uh, all of our lives. And I came to the Lord in 1974, was baptised in the Holy Spirit in a little chapel. I think it was an Anglican chapel on uh, the military base at Canungra, not far from where you're speaking at this very moment, actually, Neil. And uh, it was there that God started a whole series of events and and I joined the Mount Cravat Assemblies of God with Dr. Reginald Klimenok and... uh, so coming into the, the Pentecostal movement, coming into the, the, the spirit-filled movement, uh, really supercharged me for sharing the gospel. And uh, uh, we've seen over the years uh, a tremendous number of people responding, and th- for them also to have a tremendous knock-on effect. But getting back to the military idea, um, we, we're in such dire days, we need to take action and not just talk about what needs to be done. And there's, there's a terrible tendency for us to celebrate a good thing happening here and there rather than getting involved ourselves. And I was once cautioned by a particular speaker who said, don't spend your life being an admirer of other men's ministries. Get into the fight, get into the action and be useful and fruitful in God's hands. And so that's always stayed with me. Uh, so many of us entertained by what other people are doing rather than getting into the game ourselves. And I've just been really gobsmacked by the fact that people right across Australia are hearing from the Holy Spirit of so many different denominations, Presbyterians and Reformed Church people, uh, Anglican people, Baptist people, uh, C3 people, uh, all sorts of denominations, people from the ACC, uh, so many different denominations. They're hearing from God and saying, We've got to get out there and tell people about Jesus whilst there's still time. And many of those uh, are signing up to be soul winners with Australia for Jesus. We use the word soul winner, Neil, because sometimes the word evangelist uh, sort of exalts the role too much. And um, and really, but what we're looking for is ordinary Christians who do the extraordinary thing of bringing others to Jesus. And that's what's happening. We're, we're so excited. Just staying with your military background for a moment, because there is a wonderful alignment with Scripture. Uh, The thought of putting on the whole armour of God, uh, the thought of uh, being someone who fights the good fight. Uh, There is something that uh, even people who haven't had a brush with the military or a career in the military, uh, we aspire in some sense to the, the organisation that has to happen for there to be real effective outreach. And, and there is something special about uh, the acknowledgement of this idea that we're in a battle. Any thoughts from you on that? Well, yes, it, it certainly is a battle. And you're, um, 
reference to Paul's comments in Ephesians chapter 6, put on the whole armour of God, which he echoes in Romans 13, shows you that actually Paul had quite a good relationship with the Roman army in many ways, if you think about it. And uh, I remember um, Field Marshal Montgomery, who was himself the most successful general in the Western Europe campaigns in the Second World War, and himself very much a Christian. He's, in fact, his father was the Bishop of Tasmania at one stage. Uh, he, he always would go into a battle saying, may the Lord mighty in battle give us the victory. And so there is a sense where the, the Lord strengthens the arm of the righteous. And again, in, in Daniel, it says that they are strengthened or given help with a little help. Even a little help from the Lord is a lot of help, if you know what I mean. And and if you think of those various pieces of armour, you know, the helmet to protect your head, your thoughts, the breastplate uh, to keep you righteous before God, the the shield to be able to go forward in the face of opposition and, and be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy, the sword, which is the word of God, the gospel itself. That I, I see the, the sword of the spirit as the actual gospel. And when you pronounce the gospel of salvation, when you're telling people about how they can be saved, and we use a certain presentation called the way of life to do that, and it's been outstanding, successful, more on that later, but that sort of a spirit really does break through and cut through and touch people's lives. So these things have come together, and you can see God's mighty hand, God's fingerprints are on it all the time. And of course, we remember the the last bit of armour is the feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so it suggests that we step out. We don't just stand where we are, uh, even though there is a time sometimes to stand, but we step out and we go forward declaring the good news. And I, just the, the, the late Timothy Keller, I was just reviewing some of his material recently because he was such a, a wonderful commentator on the gospel. Uh, and you know, he, was, he was making the point that you know, we're motivated by the Holy Spirit. We're motivated by love. We're not motivated by aggression. Uh, we're, we're motivated to, to bring good news. And he says the gospel is not advice and it's not an invitation. It's good news that the person can, can, can either take or if they renounce the good news, it's, of course, to their peril and destruction. But the good news is good news. And that's what we need to be more and more conveyors of that good news. Good news, and while the believer, in a military sense, is not into slaying an enemy, uh, because that could be very confronting for some to think of that image, but we do have an image, don't we, of redemption, and uh, we say Christ is our Redeemer. He's the one who, and in the way that you look at that and the imagery comes around, the freedom that we have from slavery. So, the emancipation of those who are imprisoned, this is a part of where believers have a role to play because uh, we're the ones who are bringing the good news. People have a choice to respond to the good news or not, but uh, this proclamation of the good news happens through believers. That's something you've ha- had a hold of for a long time. Well, well absolutely. And uh, look, we, we developed, as I said earlier, the, the way of life presentation uh, with some colleagues and, uh, you know, Jordan Mullen really, uh, our co-founder of Australia for Jesus, really put another edge to that when he redesigned it for us. And you see Wong was helping us with that as well. It's been very much teamwork. And uh, we only had four Way of Life campaigns running in April 2018. And Way of Life campaigns where about six to eight people go out, sometimes fewer, sometimes more, go out and share the gospel uh, in the public venue, whatever public venue where it's uh, possible, 
and uh, they, they might do it for an hour and a half to two hours. And in April 2018, Paul, we had four Way of Life campaigns which began out of a church called Life Source Christian Church in Sydney. And just this last April campaign, we totaled that the number of reported campaigns in April of 223 it was 100 campaigns. And when you when you start to see that that as a as a figure and realise that for every campaign at least two people will pray the sinner's prayer, uh, we've accumulated now by now almost 2,500 campaigns since we started, and there's been a steady number of people responding with the prayer of salvation, something in the order of about 5,100 people have responded, and uh, we've probably approached 22,000 people overall and actually giving them a partial or full presentation of the gospel. And uh, we, we've approached at, at random people on the streets to offer them that opportunity, somewhere in excess of 110 to 120,000 people. Now, we, we know that there's a lot more people than that there in Australia. That's why we need more people who are equipped to give the gospel to others, the way of life, in any context, not just out on the street. The street is a great training camp and, uh, play, location because... On the street, you can do four or five presentations in an hour, sometimes even more. And so you're getting through to lots of people who've actually never heard. And yet, Neil, that brings me to tears many a time to think that there are so many people out there who don't have a clue, who don't know anything about the salvation to be wrought in the name of Jesus for them. Uh, they all think that if, if they can be just a good enough person, uh, if God exists, he'll let them into heaven and all will be well. And they don't realise that the only basis of entry into heaven is the full and sufficient sacrifice of Jesus on Calvary, uh, on the cross, and of course the, the new life from heaven that comes from the Holy Spirit. They're the two keys of the kingdom of heaven. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. to join in our conversation. Uh, It's an important conversation uh, and you might like to have your own say. So 1-800-316-316. Tony McLennan is our guest. We are talking about Australia for Jesus. And you'll have heard Tony say that back in 2018, when they would have something like four campaigns over the course of a month, well, things have grown substantially over those years. And then just this past month of April, uh, 100 campaigns in the course of one month, literally thousands being mobilized. I want to ask you, Tony, is there such a, a point where you could imagine there being, you know, sometimes people talk about a critical mass. Uh, all of a sudden, something becomes self-perpetuating and uh, people are motivated uh, in a significant way uh, such as never before, but not just one or two, but a mass of people. Is there a potential for that sort of point to happen? And and would you say that could be the trigger point for what you might call revival? Any thoughts here? Well, I think think you're right. I think that the reason that we're involved in this seeding and, uh, shall we say, realisation of actual conversions that's taking place is a source of great amazement to us and the pace at which it's been increasing in spite of the pandemic. During the pandemic, we had 40 campaigns a month. Uh, One of our team, who is now our acting national director, while I've been taking a bit of a break, Roger in Canberra, he went out during the pandemic on essential business, 
using all appropriate uh, health um, precautions, working with the homeless in Canberra. And uh, that sort of spirit only comes from the Holy Spirit. So it's a Holy Spirit endeavour here. And so the momentum is increasing month on month. And, you know, I, I could talk of Miriam over in uh, a place near uh, Mandurah in Western Australia. Miriam said to me and to her husband when I met them back in 2018, and she said, I've got to do this, you see. So it's something that's been appointed by the Holy Spirit. And we're saying to, to you, Neil, to, to your listeners, really, to our listeners today, that if you're hearing from the Holy Spirit, we can help you be a very effective soul winner. It only takes a couple of hours to train someone and give them the exposure in the field in a way that's not going to put them too much out of their comfort zone. And we find what we're finding is that people don't know, and because they don't know, they want to know. And we have all sorts of discussions with people, but we always make sure we get the gospel across about how they may be saved. And uh, that's why the way of life presentation has been so powerfully used of God. But it has really surprised me. Uh, I've got to tell you, uh, Neil. So it's got the momentum of God's hand upon it. And, you know, when I come back to revival, revival always takes place where you get a repentant heart on the part of the Christian and a desire to share Jesus with others. It can it can take place on an individual basis or a massive national basis. So often people will wait until uh, there's a massive national movement for them to get on board. Well, I encourage people to be a Jonathan, as disclosed in 1 Samuel 14. Now, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, God can save. It's nothing for the Lord to save by many or by few. And he started what was, in fact, a revival at that time in Israel. Uh, I won't go into the full story, but you know the story about how he stormed the Philistine citadel at Michmash and how he overcame the Philistines, even though they greatly outnumbered him. And he only had one sword in his hand, which, of course, is figurative of the word of the Lord. We encourage people not to wait until God sends some sort of earthquake or some sort of great move, but to get involved now whilst there's still time. You've been working diligently all through this time and building a movement, Tony. Uh, hey, we're on the tail end of the biggest mobilization in evangelism in the history of the world. And this is globally, we're talking about Global Outreach Month. In fact, on Saturday, it was Global Outreach Day, just just a one day, but uh, with a month long campaign that goes with that. Um, what are your thoughts about the fact that there are huge things happening globally and we're seeing this move in Australia too? Well, it's very exciting to see the Global Outreach Day and the Global Outreach Month. And I'd just say, building on that and other initiatives, it's an everyday exercise. The Bible says quite clearly in Psalm 96, verse 2, Sing to the Lord and praise Him. Proclaim every day the good news that He has saved us. And we actually help people do that. In, in the NKJV, it says, Sing to the Lord, bless His name, proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. So it's not a particular calendar dot in the, in the, in the year. It's every day. Like just recently, uh, Greg Rose of uh, Tamworth asked us uh, to come up to Tamworth and get alongside him and his team in Tamworth. He had a team of about 10 people in Tamworth and 20 people came up and we went through the Tamworth Country Music Festival 
And there were 10 people coming to the Lord every hour, according to statistics compiled by our development coordinator, Lorraine Walker. Just imagine that. If we'd been going for 10 hours, we would have got 100 people. There were 241 people prayed the sinner's prayer. There were something like about 795 pieces of literature were handed out. 195 people received prayer. 500 people or so received the gospel. And there are other Christians there who were sort of standing around looking on and saying, oh, we should be doing this. And what we're saying to them is they can readily get involved in what we're doing and be excited to see God's hand at work in, in and through their lives as well. Uh, you know, our people just strap on a, um, a green T-shirt with the way of life on the front and they go through the crowd in pairs and talk to anyone who listen. And it's just amazing. And Neil, I've sent to you a list of all of the places we've been to uh, around Australia and increasingly being opened up. Just recently, uh, Lorraine Walker opened WA, uh, mobilised 16 new soul winners. That's a big effort. And they were out in the part of uh, the, the WA area, I think it was some part of Perth, uh, leading people to the Lord over the weekend. And uh, we, we find that everything we're doing is quite transferable so that there's a multiplication factor built in. So that's, I think, where you're headed in that question, that momentum builds if you're onto something that God's put his hand on and and we're saying to anybody that they can be part of it. They can be a soul winner. They can tell others about Jesus. They can lead their own families to the Lord. They can lead their friends and their neighbours to the Lord. Or at least those poor souls that don't know the Lord, at least know there is a a saviour for them and they've had it explained to them properly so that they can make that decision at the right time. And of course, there are those who would love to be up to speed and be able to share their faith comfortably and boldly. Uh, Others might be thinking, well, I'm doing that. Why would I actually get alongside and be a part of, you know, Australia for Jesus, the God revolution? But it's one thing, Tony, to be able to share your faith. It's another thing to be equipped to raise up another soul winner. So someone who can be duplicated to do what you're doing and then you've got real uh, opportunity for that critical mass to kick in. So learning to do these things effectively is part of what you do. Uh, Almost news time. A quick thought on that. Yeah, well, a quick thought is that uh, multiplication needs to be the aim of the game. And you hit on that earlier in your conversation. And we, we enable soul winners and leaders amongst those soul winners to multiply themselves. Do you want to do the work of 10 men or do you want to put 10 men to work and still do the work of 10 men if you want to? So what we're saying is don't leave it only to yourself, but, but spread it out. Get others involved. You know, get others involved in being a soldier for Christ. Uh, Tony, let me ask you, uh, there is a sad note uh, to report, and yet there's one of those champions that has worked alongside you. Uh, You've had a a loss uh, in part of your team. I wonder if you can share a few thoughts about a man named Martin. Yes, indeed. Uh, Martin sadly uh, left us last night to go to be with the Lord after a a fairly brief illness where he'd been, his body had been affected by a serious cancer and organ failure followed. Uh, he passed away in Newcastle last night and I uh, was just talking to his daughter, Helen, this morning. Uh, Martin was an extraordinary man and is an extraordinary man. Of course, he stands before the throne of God and is, uh, I don't think if he, if he was asked, he'd want to come back. Uh, and uh, he was at peace to go, uh, and he'd laid down such a foundation for the gospel's sake. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, when I was putting out a notice in 2018, remember we discussed 2018 before, yep. Neil, um, uh, in September, 
Uh, Martin responded on Facebook when I said, could this be the start of revival? Because we'd seen such an uptake for the gospel in Sydney where uh, David, one of our coordinators, had helped set up about 14 different groups running Way of Life campaigns. And Martin said he wanted to do the same in Canberra. And he got started and as a result, there have been multiple campaigns run in Canberra. But then Martin headed off to Orange, where his uh, uh, daughter then lived, and uh, one of his four daughters, and he set up a work there, and then he went to Tamworth and set up a work there, and he went to Heatherbrae and set up work there, and he was just about ready to, to do other works up in Coffs Harbour when he was overtaken by the situation. But in the last five years, Martin Turwee has been a real Jonathan, a real champion for the gospel, and a great encouragement to me and to many others. And we, we mourn his loss, but we know he's been pr- promoted to glory. And I'm mindful of that scripture, which, you know, before we were discussing multiplication, mm. and Martin laid, he could have had a comfortable life in his semi-retirement, but he, he laid down his life for the sake of the gospel. Was about everywhere he could, got into his car, bought a caravan and uh, went off to uh, speak the word with everyone and start way of life campaigns wherever people would be involved. And you'll remember the words of Jesus in in John chapter 12, verse 24, nearly says, Truly, truly, I say to you, except a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it does die, it brings forth much fruit. And he goes on to say, He that loves his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. And what, what that's saying is, of course, is we put aside the demands of our soul life, we put aside the demands of our selfish life, and do what God is giving us to do, will reap an eternal harvest. And that's exactly what Martin's done. He's been such an inspiration to so many other people. On our Zoom meetings, he's been contributive uh, to a lot of the thought processes and certainly very much of the prayer. He's inspired many, many people and spoken to many of the saints and led personally many people to the Lord himself along the way. So he's typical of someone who was not just focused on his own efforts, but has been instrumental in multiplying others. And that, I think, is very key to the ongoing growth of what we're seeing and the, the mounting uh, pos- positive tension that's going on with more and more people breaking into the role of soul winner across the churches of Australia, through Australia for Jesus, and, and like movements, of course. Well, special honour to Martin Terwe, who died last night and... Uh, I know there'll be a little sadness uh, where you are, Tony, having lost one of your uh, right-hand team members and one of your earliest team members too. Hey, let me ask you about when you said that Martin was, you know, uh, entering a sort of semi-retirement, what sort of people are joining the team, Australia for Jesus? What sort of people who are signing whatever declaration it is, yes, I'm going to be a sole winner, are they people who are getting close to retirement years? Have you got a big cross-section of age groups? Are there young people coming on board, uh, middle-aged? Is it families? Uh, who are the people who are signing up to be sole winners? Well, it's quite a mixture, but the predominance is people who are over 50, Neil. Uh, but there are, there are quite some people who are in their 30s and their 40s. Uh, but the, the people who are 50 and over... Uh, are finding that the young people are listening to them. And all the lies the devil's telling people that, oh, no one's interested these days, no one's interested in religion, there's a great falling away, all this sort of thing. It's absolute nonsense, it's absolute lie. Because, uh, you know, if I think of uh, Bill, my friend in Tamworth, who 
was a, a man who had a wonderful ministry, but he'd never really gone out to, to be a soul winner. He had been effective here and there. Uh, but now he's leading a team quite regularly, along with Greg Rose, a, a former military man himself, uh, very active in legacy in Tamworth. Uh, I think Greg, I better be careful here, I don't misguess his age, but I think he's over 60. And uh, so, uh, but we, we'd have people like Chris, who's in his 40s. We'd have uh, uh, Amanda, who's definitely in her late 20s. So uh, th- there's, there's quite a variety, but we do find that there's a predominance of people who are in the older age group when I say older, perhaps over 40, and people are listening to them because they have a respect for people who are of older years. And uh, so when we're uh, meeting people in the various locations, it could be at a shopping centre area or in the common area, not inside the shopping centre, but in a common area or maybe just out on the street or when you're travelling on the train or on a bus or something like that, people are very readily able to, to see the way of life presentation and respond because the focus is on the message rather than on the person. We would like a lot more young people to be involved, and I think that's coming because there are so many young people who are being touched by uh, the, the presentation of the gospel, so many people who are responding. You know, I could tell you some, some terrific co- uh, stories in that regard, but I'll leave that for the moment, Neil. All right. Well, we might come to some of those, but we're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call. Terry is in Adelaide. Hey, Terry, welcome along. Uh, hello. Um, what are your thoughts, Terry? Um, just yes, I've got a bit of um, just ringing up concerning um, a bit of strategy for witnessing. Yeah. Um, to what? do with um, using um, devices, um, the phone. I'm not um, device savvy, but um, just um, people with their heads down over their phone, um, walking up alongside and just asking them to um, photograph a. Vision Christian Media um, tract, download Australia's most helpful Christian app, and um, um, they they see the tract and um, possibly photograph it, and they can use it for later reference. Um, in a lot of um, uh, in the lot of um, 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 having a. Um, um, Terry, that's an interesting perspective yeah, yeah. because um, because you know you don't have to be uh, overloaded in your pockets full of all sorts of things to hand out. Uh, if you have one yeah. tract in your hand, yeah. uh, you can. What yeah. you're saying is get people to take a photo of it. They can look at it in their own time a little later. Uh, there's some. Yeah, well, wonderful, I can comment on that. Now. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, let's uh, let's come well, to Tony here. Quick, um, Nikki yep. Gumble message, and also the sinner's prayer to end off with. Um, um, just strategy I'm talking about if it's, you know, because people, you know, I did it the other day and um, so half of it worked because I didn't have the message, the Nicky Gumbel powerful, quick, short message, nor the sinner's prayer, but uh, the guy did photograph it, yeah. Fabulous stuff. Uh, your well, thoughts well, here, that, Tony? That's, that's all good. What we train people to do, Neil and Terry, is to actually present the gospel. Uh, Jesus said, go and preach the gospel, the good news, to every person and so that's why we use the way of life it only takes about seven to ten minutes to show them using the mobile phone or they can use hard copy we supply a hard copy version and if you can hold people's attention for that long length of time and we generally can uh, we find that many people actually will pray the sinner's prayer and uh, so we, we believe in doing the full job if we have the opportunity and that's most of the time people are totally surprised that people are listening 
And so what we're saying that uh, there's no, that we're not about to change our strategy. Our strategy is uh, blessed of God. Uh, we, we do uh, sometimes hand out little booklets and so forth, but the, the reality is people are not going to read those, generally speaking. The reality is people need to hear our report that Jesus saves and how they can be involved in that salvation and why it's effective and, and how our own efforts for salvation are not effective and that uh, we, we're lost without God and without hope in the world if we're relying on our own good works but that God sent Jesus, his one and only son, who was not of the bloodline of Adam, who was of a new uh, human being, as it were, who laid down his innocent blood for us to pay the price for our sins. I mean, we've got to get those things across to people so they have a full and clear presentation of the gospel. We, we talk about the four C's, Neil. We talk about a compassionate presentation. We talk about a compelling presentation. We talk about a clear presentation and we talk about a complete presentation. And although people will sometimes do things uh, uh, with tracts and things like that, we prefer the compassionate, complete, compelling and clear approach because we're consistently getting positive results. Uh, people are coming to the Lord. People are being followed up. Uh, people are responding to the gospel. People are praying the sinner's prayer. 45% of everyone who actually sees the way of life presentation, will actually pray the sinner's prayer. And it's not a fly-by-night presentation. It takes, as I say, seven to ten minutes to get that across. And it's not, a, it's not a monologue. We're asking people questions. We're interacting with people. That's why it takes a little bit longer. And we're not in a rush. We believe eternity is worth seven minutes. What do you think, Neil? I think it's worth seven minutes. Hey, just come back to Terry here. Uh, Honour to you, Terry, because you're clearly out sharing your faith Frequently, let me ask you that yes. you know you've got a, you've got a, your own way of sharing the gospel. But are you finding that yes. just as Tony is saying, people are interested to hear? There is a listening ear when you are wanting to share your faith, even with someone you don't really know. Well, I do it um, um, because I'm not, and nine out of ten Christians that when I speak to them about witnessing are the same way. So, um, but I do it through letter dropping, um, um, a vision Christian media um, tracks. Well, we'll um, but we'd I like to invite do... Terry to get on afj.org.au and find out how we're operating because you'll find it extremely effective and he can team up with other Christians in Adelaide. We've got a great group there led by Yvonne and yeah. Peter yeah. and uh, yeah. Anne and so forth. There's, there's a great group over there and they're very effective. Yeah, yeah, and what, they're seeing many what, people what, join them become effective. Terry, what, what I'm last... suggesting... What I'm suggesting is that Bible study groups can. My, my um, what I'm t talking about um, has easier delivery and um, getting small Bible study groups to work with to practice. Just it's a lot simpler than what you're what you're saying is good. Oh, no, I, I don't it, think you really understand our situation. If you get involved, look, get in, get in touch with me afterwards. You'll yeah, find look, my I email, think that Terry will. We'll connect you with uh, Australia for Jesus. Um, and yes, of course, there are going to be different ways that people do things. But uh, finding those ways that are effective 
and uh, that are complete ways, are a good way to be. And I guess if you're going to be uh, thinking about how you might not only be a soul winner but raise up other soul winners, sometimes you've got to have something of a system there. And I think, uh, Terry, what you're using is simple and it is very good. And let me just honour that because uh, we do whatever is effective and we're sharing our faith. But but yes, take up uh, Tony's offer and get in touch with him at australiaforjesus.org.au. Hey, let me just uh, thank so much, Terry, for your call. Uh, let me just t- keep on with this for a few moments here because sometimes we can argue over uh, over what uh, decisions people make, uh, what makes a decision even stick, uh, different levels of commitment that come from people when you are sharing the gospel because they're beginning a new journey. Any thoughts here? Because, uh, you know, sometimes, I, I think you even said a little bit earlier in the conversation there, Tony, sometimes there's a, a complete presentation or an incomplete presentation or there's a partial decision that someone makes or a sort of a full decision that someone makes i wonder if yeah, you've partial got a presentation yeah. partial presentation yeah. yeah so so how do you describe the way people respond when they're responding to you know saying a sinner's prayer or having further questions that they've got to ask that they want answers for well, look uh, as we go through the presentation called the way of life if it doesn't include the sinner's prayer uh, we call that a partial presentation if it includes the sinner's prayer, we call it a full presentation. And the sinner's prayer is well and truly explained. And um, so the people, when they when they pray, are doing so, coming to God, confessing that, that they're sinners and they're needing salvation through Christ. And it's not a brief sinner's prayer. So it's quite a complete sinner's prayer as well. Uh, that uh, we believe uh, helps people to to cement the decision they make. We we. Pr- we, uh, the prelude to the sinner's prayer is that two questions we ask after the presentation of the gospel. The first one is, do you believe that Jesus died for you, to die, died for you to, uh, to save you from sin, etc.? And the person will say yes. In some cases, they'll say, well, no, I'm not sure. But in, in a positive response, the person says yes. And then we'll ask the question, do you want to receive God's gift of eternal life? And the person will say yes. Now, not in every case they say yes, but if you get two yeses, we can say then there's a prayer that you can pray here to start your relationship with God. And then we take them through that prayer. And if they pray that prayer, we can then take them through some assurance scriptures to show them how Jesus explains that if they put their faith in him, uh, according to John 5.24, that person has eternal life, will not be condemned, is passed from death to life. And then we explain how much God has done for them and therefore how they need to respond in the relationship with God and enter into a obedient and uh, loving relationship with God following him. And so we then offer them perhaps the Gospel of John. We call Jesus is the way of life and there are five little lessons on following Jesus involved in that. So what, what we're trying to do is cover all those early bases so there are no gaps left. We're not just leaving people with a track to read and make up their own mind about. They don't have the understanding. We, we want to actually very, very carefully explain it to them. And if, if, if it's only a partial presentation, it w- could be the start. It could be a link in the chain. Someone else might come along and say something. That, you know, Someone like Terry might come along afterwards and, and show them his tract. And they might say, oh, someone's just been talking about you. We had an incident in Canberra when we went out uh, at our Light the Fires conference in 2019 where one lady uh, said, this is the third time in three days I've been approached to give my life to Jesus. She said, I give up. 
and uh, she she prayed the sinner's prayer on the spot. So it's just amazing what God will do. Uh, we're not the only link in the chain, but what we're saying is we want to be a strong link in the chain along the way. And I imagine that well, while you're doing a lot of travelling, you're working with teams who live in the communities where you're sharing those gospel presentations, and so there's an automatic or a natural link to the local churches that those people are a part of. Hey, running out of time, I'll get you to enlarge on that, but I want to ask you too, uh, because... You know, things didn't slow down through COVID. Uh, you were sharing those gospel presentations in an amazing way. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a deterioration that people are noticing, uh, you know, depression, uh, drugs and alcohol abuse. There's, uh, you know, hopelessness seems to be on the rise. Um, have you got an impression about what's happening on the streets? Is there a bit of a deterioration uh, in our own societal culture that actually could be fueling some of this openness to the gospel oh, def- definitely definitely people have been given by our secular state a very unrewarding uh, perspective on what life is about life is meaningless and there's nowhere to go when it ends and so you know steve and i met someone on the streets of chatswood and her brother had died of suicide just three weeks before and she was very open to the gospel and steve was gobsmacked about that and uh, just to just to see peter from south australia over in tamworth sharing the gospel. He did a much better job than me. But this guy he was talking to had, had no sense of it. And I was walking along in Tamworth and I saw three young lads. And uh, one of them had a very raunchy picture of someone dancing naked in hell uh, on his T-shirt. You know, not, not really edifying, I think you'd agree, Neil. Yeah. And so I bailed up these three boys and we shared the gospel with them and they all came to Christ. And they all allowed us to take their photograph, and we prayed with them. It was just a, an amazing thing. David and I were with on that occasion. So we're seeing a readiness that we haven't ever seen before. Roger in Canberra has reported that sometimes up to sixty percent of the people they show the gospel to will actually pray the prayer, and that can be that link in the chain. Well, when the atmosphere changes, people are open to the gospel. Hey, Tony, just uh, we, we have run out of time, but. I do want to ask you, because when we first started talking about this back in 2017, and there's been all these years, uh, the goal then was to have 10,000 soul winners raised up in Australia. And, you know, from those early days, when there was just a trickle, uh, it grew to bigger numbers. I wonder if you've got any idea. I mean, it's hard to lose. It's it's hard to keep account, isn't it? Because uh, some will start and some will finish and some will be joining the team and others will be moving on. Uh, but what, what are the numbers look like so far as the 10,000 goal? Well, Lorraine Walker tells me that we have 6,800 people on our database, which is, which is getting there, and we have hundreds of people going out every week on the streets sharing the gospel, and the number of groups is growing. But we're, I think we're just in the cusp of another wave of growth, Neil, uh, because a lot of people on your database are supporting in prayer or they're supporting by giving or they're supporting by actual active involvement or just morally supporting it. Uh, we're, we're seeing it grow, but also, you know, you mentioned Pat Steele and you mentioned other people who are doing things. There's, there's definitely a move underway. And uh, so the important thing is what can our listeners do, Neil? First of all, I feel that they need to realise that these days have all the characteristics of the end days, right? The government is becoming more the approver of sin and is enforcing a new morality on the people, a morality that's not any morality at all. And wick- wickedness is being paraded as, as good. But we've got that 
tremendous promise that Jesus put into Matthew 24. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So what can people do? They can be part of the fulfillment of that prophecy and become involved in sharing Jesus with whomever will listen while there's still time. Now, I could say, and please pray for us, but look, I sense that God wants me to tell our listeners today, Neil, that God wants them to go further than prayer. Many are praying and we're grateful for their prayers, but I'm going to ask them to prepare to lay down their lives for Jesus by actually sharing the clear gospel with others on a regular basis. And how can you do that? Well, I can hear people asking that question. First, you need to be trained to present the gospel clearly, completely, compellingly, and compassionately. Ordinary people who never thought they could do this are sharing Jesus week after week, and many are professing faith as a result. So to access that, just go to afj.org.au and collect the free and very usable resources, including the way of life off that link. And you can get involved in a, a seminar called Bringing Others to Jesus. I was up in the Blue Mountains recently, and there are quite a number of people turned up wanted to be involved. And so this, we're finding people are exciting everywhere. And the, the time is coming, and it's already been the case, that on, on a number of occasions we've just started to share the gospel with people, and the Holy Spirit's fallen upon people while we were yet speaking. I went in to speak to um, a, a young woman on one occasion, and... Um, and uh, and uh, I said, could we, we give thanks for the food before we ate? We're about to have lunch together. And uh, and so I, ga- I gave thanks for the food. I, I hadn't even preached the gospel. And she looked up at me and she said, with tears in her eyes, I want to know him the way you know him. Mm-hmm. So as the Apostle Paul says, Neil, there's a great and effectual door open to us. There are many adversaries, but that never stopped Paul and it won't stop up. Well, us, you know, so my prayer is for anyone and everyone within the sound of my voice today will hear that God is calling us to be revolutionaries for God to overthrow the wickedness in people's lives. So please contact us through afj.org.au. So jot down that website or go to it right now, even as you're hearing us talk about it, afj.org.au. AFJ stands for Australia for Jesus. Uh, be part of one of those seminars. There might be something happening in a community near you. You can find out where all of those uh, Way of Life campaigns have been running regularly and join in one of those, uh, whatever state or territory you are listening in today. Uh, Tony McLennan leads Australia for Jesus. And Tony, always appreciate your wonderful insights. Good talking to you about evangelism. Uh, Good to hear an update on how things are going. Uh, The number of those soul winners who are being activated around the nation. Thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Look, a big shout out to Vision Christian Radio, Vision Christian Media, Neil. And look, uh, Charmaine Hickman, our National Prayer Coordinator. You know how she got involved, Neil? She heard you interviewing me five years ago on the radio. Yeah, and wow. she's now, and has been for, for quite a long time, uh, absolute stalwart, faithful leader in our prayer movement. So we're, we're so very grateful to God for the the collaboration, can we use that word, or yep, yep. partnership that we have with uh, Vision Christian Radio and with you personally, Neil. Thank you so much. Uh, exciting times ahead, Tony McLennan. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 